Coming up on this episode of Small Town Charm, we're going to continue our conversation all about the Board of Commissioners meeting and zoning, density, uh, what the nags want, what they don't want, and a whole lot more. It's all coming up on Small Town Charm. Stay tuned. Did I tell you guys that she stopped me at the gym? No. I think so. Yeah, she. So I, I was I was at the rec center and oh, her kid was playing basketball in the gym and I walked over. There's like the the water fountains right by the right by the gym entrance and so right. she and Mike were standing outside the the entrance and her kid walks to the the water fountain and I've got like my headphones in and I'm all sweaty and. Her kid is taking forever, and I just want to get a drink of water. And so then so he like the kid. he turns around and like kind of walks into me. I took my headphone out and I was like, "Oh, sorry." Like super yeah. nice. Like yeah. he's a kid. I'm not gonna like chew him out or something. <laughs> but then like he walks over to her and she looks at me and she's then she walks up to me and she's like, "You're Chris, right?" It's like yes, I am. We've never met. Oh, she's like, "You're Chris, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "We'll enjoy your workout," and then walked away. Let's, uh, it was ve- it was so like uh, I just want you to know I know who you are. Well, and it's like, well, yeah, I, mean, I, I hope you me. know who I am. It happened to me with only Kate. submitted three f- ethics yeah. <laughs> against you. <laughs> I was uh, I was looking you over. Keep back. this in the podcast. This I, <laughs> I was looking over at the nags before the meeting. Uh, I was looking back in that corner. And I was like doing this. I mean, I'm deaf in this year, and so Kate, and her family, right in front of me, and apparently she had like said my name a few times. She's like, "Hello, Daniel. Hello, Daniel." Hello, I was like, I was like, oh hey. She's like, wave. I was like, oh hey. She's like, hi, Daniel. I'm Kate. It's nice to finally meet you, in person. Oh my god. And I said, yeah, nice to meet you too. And she's like, okay. And that was it. Yeah, I like. I love the whole like, like we're unwilling to like be human beings kind of like treatment. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, since since we're in person, I'm going to call you out now because all you ever do is troll me online. Right. Or be like, like super nice. Or like think that it's like, like no, like the mistake is that you think that like I have a, a certain tone when right. I say these things online. It's like I'm I'm literally like laughing my ass off half the time when I write this stuff, and I'm yeah, in like the right. best mood ever. Like I'm not mad. Like and you're also not gonna like freak me out or like like make me disconcerted because you said hi to me yeah that doesn't bother me i would also absolutely get a cup of coffee or a beer with any of them yeah and just be like yeah i completely disagree and actually i do think that you sometimes violate the ethics code and that's why i filed these things is because like that's legitimately the only recourse i have right i'm not gonna like like phone like phone you up and be like you hurt my feelings like yeah what what freaks me out though is that they'll 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 have like this thing where they separate like their four one one Facebook personality with real life, mm-hmm. and that freaks me out. Like whatever you see on a four hundred one, whatever yeah. you see on the inside, that's me. Like that's the same. Like I actually kind of tone it down. Yeah. Like you guys, like we're on text chains together. Like there's like I tone it down on on TNI. I don't like up it for the performance. I mean, case in point, like 
the three of us are sitting here right. talking the same way we talk yeah. everywhere else. Like it doesn't. Are we change. recording now? We just want to make this like I can yeah, find. Sure. I mean, we're Let's like just go for four, it. four minutes in. At yeah, this I can point. find an entry point somewhere that doesn't give away too much importance. You know, I don't private care. stuff. I'll but. stand. I'll stand behind on everything I said okay. so far. So. Yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's it's true. I said that. I said that at some point a couple episodes ago. I think that like I don't. I don't say anything on the 401 or whatever Facebook that I wouldn't say to a person. I think I hopefully proved it in my public comments. Like I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I don't perform better or worse online. Um, I I think typically when I type online, I try to have my thoughts put together a little bit more because I have time to write. Of course you, you know, you, why wouldn't you? Uh, But I'm not being nicer on person, you know, online or meaner online that I am in real life. It's sure. just it's just what Or it like is. a different like a different personality. Not, person like you're right. Yeah. Like they almost treat it like it's it's a completely different like not only tone, but like opinion too. Like, oh like I'm not really this outspoken in real life. Like that's my online personality. It's like no, like I like my opinion and my tone doesn't change. Yeah, I think the hard thing is like online it it is hard to get a sense of people's tone. So like I, I think that's partially where I they, just always imagine everybody naked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's probably a good way to go about it. But yeah. no, I, so- I just I think people that's where like the bully connotation comes from is like, you know, we say some pretty uh, um, aggressive things sometimes or just like some pretty opinionated things. Yeah. And we take stances that aren't popular. I'm, so- I met with somebody this week, uh, like Monday, yesterday, right? No, maybe it was last week. Uh, so I met somebody that was very, very against me, like very against me. And then like very toxic relationship online. Uh, and then some time went by, uh, this person reached out, they apologized to the point of like, just not like, Oh, I'm sorry for everything I did. It was just like, Hey, I'm sorry that I came off this way. And I'm like, I didn't even, I wasn't taking it that way. Like this, like I was taking you kind of trying to imitate me. Like my tone is always like, if like, it's always to be entertaining. It's never to be mean or bullet, like be, being a bully. My tone is like entertaining. I'm trying to put humor into it just so it doesn't mean so much like yeah. this, the, because at the end of the day, this stuff doesn't mean that much. Like to like, to kind of your point, like whatever zoning we adopt, Whatever whatever policies we make, whoever we elect, like we all live in million dollar homes, and we got there right. by buying four hundred thousand dollar homes. Like that's insanity. Like right. it's pretty nice out here. Yeah. Like it's it, this is like by far the nicest place I've ever lived in. Yeah. Uh, and the zoning, sure we can we like we we can maximize our potential with great zoning, and we can also s- spend a ton ton of time sitting in traffic with bad zoning. Like look outside, yeah. uh, but at the end of the day, like we're we're this is still a very desirable place to live. This is still a very great place to live. So I'm not going to like treat this as life and death. I'm going to have fun with it because I, I like to me I am donating my time. Like sitting here, this is like what 10:30 at night. Yeah. Like this is after like I waking up at six doing a whole whole day of work and then coming here after doing all the father things. Like, so this is like a donation of my time. So I'm like, if, if I'm not enjoying it, if I'm not having fun at some level, 
I've, like I'm not doing it. Like, right. can you imagine just yeah. being involved in this stuff where you're just miserable all the time? Yeah. Like, this, like that's not that's not my that's not my uh, angle of this. So this person kind of reached out. I'm like, oh, this this person was actually very angry at me. Like, this yeah. person actually thought that I was like the Nonesville's version of Satan, and he wanted to kind of correct this. This uh, he wanted to kind of correct that image. So he invited me to coffee, and then we went out to, for coffee. And I can see his mind getting blown that I'm like a regular human being. Like this person makes the same type of jokes. His opinion doesn't change. He doesn't like, like he doesn't uh, like pull back on his takes because it's in person. Like he makes like, like we talked about mixed use buildings. Told him exactly how I feel about it. And it's the exact same thing I wrote in blogs and the exact right. same thing I, I put in writing. And then I can kind of, I, I saw his mind getting blown that it was like the personality never changed. And then like when you were talking about like Haley coming up to you and saying hi to you, like that's, I kind of like, I thought back to that. Cause like a lot of people don't feel that a lot of people go online, like viewing that part of their life as like this completely different part of themselves. Yeah. Which do you run on? You run into a ton of trouble. when you No, do I mean, you make a great point. I was at a, a party a few months ago. Um, it was just like a, a friendly get together here in Summerlin, and <gasps> you uh, just give away your subdivision. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I was so I was I was talking to, uh, um, yeah, I was talking to this woman, and uh, after I don't know, like thirty minutes of like kind of chit chat and stuff like that, she was like, you know, like I've never really gotten to know you or like ever had a real conversation with you, but. This was like really refreshing because I heard you weren't a nice guy. And I, I was just like, my mind was like blown. Like I was like, this is just, I mean, obviously like I've had people like call me out and stuff online, but like, <laughs> but like in person, like I've never had anyone say what I'm sure is like in the rumor mill and stuff like that. But yeah. it, it, it was just like, oh, but I was also like glad because it's like, yeah, like to your point, it's like, if you just get, if you would like just sit down and like get to know us i mean you'd be shocked it's like we're all like dads with kids who like are invested in our families and like you know in the community in the community like yeah. we we don't do this because we're not like invested in this because we just like you know like get off trying to like blow people's worlds up and like right we just want to like take nolensville like down it's like no like we actually like legitimately care about uh where nolensville's headed and we just have a th different vision yeah, for where it should go. I, I correct vision, by the way. It's called the correct. Yeah, it's the vision. correct vision. <laughs> I, I, my target is always trying to be as funny as possible. First, that's like uh -huh. that's like what I care about more. Uh, obviously, again, though, I, I care about the. I, it's not that that doesn't take priority over anything else. But like the, uh, uh, my wife was asking actually asking me earlier about why I like a certain band that I like, and I was talking about how I really relate to the lyrics, the way that they choose to to write lyrics and incorporate humor. And the lyrics is, is a way of uh, communicating commentary on like society. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, like jokes for me are like like the way that like even like serious topics, that's the thing that connects with me more than like just let's sit down and be serious right now. Was it Blink One Eighty Two? No, but th that's a, you know that's a little, a little more extreme. But no, it's it's the same idea though. Like like being funny, yeah. actually can communicate something serious. And like so like I that's kind of like the 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 way that I think about the world is like through like cracking jokes on things or like through being sarcastic. It's not that I don't, it's not me trying to show disrespect to something or like 
dislike something. In fact, right. the opposite. Like I actually, like you know, I, I crack jokes is my way of understanding. Well, yeah, and I mean, Jeez, I, Daniel, we're soulmates. Yeah, I mean, I and I hate to get into like we probably shouldn't get into the the generational debate and like that divide, but that certainly exists here in Nolansville, and it yeah. certainly exists on like. Nolansville social media channels. Dude, the median but, age the median age of Nolansville residents is thirty six years old. The median age of those meeting attendants is like eighty six years old. <laughs> yeah. So like the, the generation divide is that's it's not a hidden secret. It's a very visible. But audience. I mean, to Daniel's point, like, okay, I mean, you think about it. It's like we come from the generation where, like, uh, like for a while, where our generation consumed news was like the Daily Show with John yeah. Stewart. Like 100%. we we didn't actually watch the real news. We just watched. We that. just watched a comedian yeah, delivering the, the news shows, and right. making like humorous commentary. Yep. So like, I I mean I tend to take the same stance. I just think that like that evolved into like t- like Twitter and like trolling and like or what's considered trolling, which is really just like for the most part people just trying to like make opinionated commentary in a humorous. Yeah, that's way. a bit much. But like so so to kind of keep on topic you know the 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 last episode we 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 talked about pearl clutching and virtual yeah. signaling and then to just kind of hear what we heard in public comments um another part of uh, the next thing that happened in the boc meeting as we're working our way through it the next thing of oh, oh we're still talking about that uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. oh yeah <laughs> uh, of note was the uh was the the zoning so good all got passed okay whatever fine yeah we talked about that uh, <laughs> yeah, jokes on jokes on somebody, the nags maybe. Uh, the, uh, the the zoning rewrite, the big ticket item, though. the zoning, uh, and uh, to kind of backtrack a little bit, the other part that I thought was hilarious was that uh, uh, Terry Adams also in his public comments mentioned that he had provided. Uh, well, number one, one thing interesting, uh, one of the things you pointed out in your post was that Salamita said that she had been meeting with developers for Goodall. To understand this more, uh, in her campaign, she talked about how when Derek talked about doing that, she talked about how she didn't think that commissioners shouldn't be meeting with developers. Literally, again, not even day zero of her of her being a commissioner, she already was doing it. Yeah. So again, I don't. It's the same thing with like the the the. I wasn't offended by someone cracking a joke at me, but if you're going to go there, you can't be mad when I go there. It didn't offend me, so I'm not saying that I was hurt by it. It's just you're the one saying you want healing, and now you're mad at me for you know not doing it. But you can't even hold, uphold that. I don't care if the commissioner meets with the developer or not. But if you're going to say you can't, you probably shouldn't. Right. Uh, but uh, Terry Adams presenting a spreadsheet that, based on his description of it, I haven't seen it. Based on his description of it, it literally just takes a couple of cells and multiplies them, and then tells you a number. Um, which I just like, man, wow, you need a spreadsheet to like multiply density times acres <laughs> and you get a number of how many units that is. That's what he explained it as. And then later on in the meeting, some of the NAGS commissioners, as I would call them, uh, <laughs> referred to it as that. Like we, or we should probably, we probably should spend some time with this document that no, Mr. Adams, this tool that Mr. Adams gave us. You mean a calculator that multiplies two numbers together? Uh, thank it's a you. modeling tool. Thank you so much for this complicated document you gave us that tells us how many units we're yeah, going to get. Yeah, instead of relying on our town manager, Victor, who's like... Our planner. You know, uh, or our planner, or who have like we years hired. of experience yeah. or the firm we hired. For $400,000. Yeah, but I mean, Victor, uh, I, I don't know, it was like two, three, four years ago. Like, I I don't remember when Victor came came to Nolensville. Was it two years ago, Mike? 
Three years ago. January is going to be two years. Okay. So like believe. right after Victor started, I remember I had a conversation with Derek and I told Derek, hey, you should tell Victor to start creating some sort of like plan, like a, a spreadsheet, some sort of plan, work with Christina and finance, work with like people within the town staff who are experts and start calculating like revenue per acre and model it based on like tax revenue and you can like you can get into the weeds and make all these assumptions yeah well he finally did that so like it's taken two years to produce this thing victor has it and they can they can literally plug in any development and it'll spit out if we go with this density here's the kind of tax revenue benefit to the town if we go with this density like you can project out 15 years of, yeah uh, uh 15 year replacement cost for so i mean no offense to terry adams like props like at least you did some homework and you like spent some time building anything yeah to try and do this but like um like i'm gonna I go, disagree i'm no, gonna no no, no i'm gonna disagree. like i'm not gonna disagree like I mean, like... How does his modeling take an effect parking regulation? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> I'm just going to say, like, props that he at least, like, put some effort in. But at the end of the it's day... It's disingenuous effort. I'm going to go... Well, no. I'm going to go with the experts and the people who actually, like, have all of the information, not some citizen who has, like, just what information they have access to and has zero experience doing this for a town... The first chance he got with his Facebook post after that meeting proved that he will skew skew the numbers yeah. based on what he his opinion is. Correct. It's exactly. A, it's a disingenuous. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, I'm an immigrant. Give me a second. A Intellectually man? dishonest. Right? Yeah. So you know what's going on. That's yeah. Pretty good. I pronounced that right. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, you know what's going on. You understand the you you understand the concepts of the numbers you're you're spewing. And you have just enough information to skew the numbers for your own benefit. Right. Like he went on Facebook and said Darcy's 20, 20 units an acre. Right. Because he extrapolated the the area that the apartments are going to be in, not the total development size. Right. And he's like, oh, it's 20. If you don't count all this other stuff, like all this open space that they're providing, all these roads, that's 20 units an acre. And Goodall's only 1.1 or 1.49. It's like, yeah, but for Goodall, you used like... 100 acres of open space that they're providing. He did the exact opposite. He did, he, right. He did so different calculations. You're being, you're being intellectually dishonest. And then I, I haven't seen this chart and I don't need to see this chart. Like, he can't model me the, the all the regulations that go into... Right. The, they go into restricting density other than the density cap. Like, there's there's open space, open space, open space requirements. There's... Uh, like every time you put a road in, you need sixty feet of right of way on both sides. You yeah. have setbacks. You have you have greenways. You have uh, height requirements. So this this whole crap about I'm here to help you. It, that's nothing more than like look how big the numbers I can like I I can yeah like, I, mean, I can uh, make them look, grow I, so big. I'm, I'm never gonna trust like uh, an average citizen. And I, I'm not saying that knockingly. Like the, I'm just, I'm never going to so trust better. a citizen to come up with numbers that outweigh the experts. Let, like, let me let me say this just after you said that because I've already said it once in this episode. But don't trust us either. Yeah. Like go do your own research. Right. You're not hearing the other people say that. You're just hearing us say that. So like we're going to say don't trust an average citizen, yep. but also don't trust us. Like go actually look into this stuff and find out what the truth is. Yep. Because they're not encouraging you to do that. They're right. encouraging you just to take their numbers and believe them. 
But I, I think it's a huge problem. Okay, so it's one thing for a citizen to come out and say, like, well, here's my calculations. It's a whole nother thing, though, for, like, elected officials to then take the citizens' numbers and to just, like, blanketly ignore their the town yeah. manager. Yeah. Like, the person whose salary they set. Yeah. I mean, this is just, like, my mind is just blown at all the things that occurred in this first meeting. And it's all, it's all for, like, the four people that watch it. Correct. Yeah. It's all just pandering to the four people that might watch the live stream i think it's hilarious that like this this whole all these meetings every single one of them is this theater of political talking points as if there was like thousands of viewers there isn't like nobody like you can't tell me there's not that, even hundreds of viewers i don't think no like, dozens. It's, it's like us there are dozens yeah. Of yeah there's dozens of, like why are you spending four hours of your life talking in circles for the off chance that there might be one new viewer introduced that meeting. Right. Like that's such an unproductive time, like such an unproductive use of your time. Right. You might as well just go knock on some, like on a random person's door and give them your propaganda. You have a better chance of lending that. Some people did that this last yeah. election. <laughs> yeah. <They did. laughs> and other elections. Yeah. And other. So, so with the zoning, uh, my understanding is nothing really happened. They they have eighty something <laughs> amendments they have to make. Oh, I did write this down. Uh, uh, was it Brent uh, Schultz? Yeah, he he made a comment. Um, Brent is our town planner. Yes, town, town planner. Yeah, yeah. So he basically, I'm just going to read you what I wrote in the meeting. Yeah, do it. Right. He said, "This is not what he said. This is paraphrasing." So, quote quote, but kind of quote. <laughs> uh, Don't take our word for it. Referring to the zoning. Uh, you all f***ed up this document so bad. Definitely definitely paraphrasing. Yeah, paraphrasing. <laughs> you all f***ed up this document so bad from where it started that we have to have someone do it all for us. We have someone to write all these amendments into the document because you've changed it so much from where we started and we don't have anyone to do it right now. He can't do it because he's working on entitlements. All of his time is taken <laughs> up with that. And also, there's no one available to hire to do it. So we've got to spend more money making all these amendments to this document <laughs> that you all wanted uh, because you you messed it up so bad. Yeah. Uh, and and basically, what I got was eyes glazing over from the BOC members, uh, realizing they were going to have to talk through all 80 of these um, yep. and resolve all of these. Uh, and I kind of feel like that was the goal all along from some people on the PC was to just, even if it passes, it's going to be so butchered that when we get to this new BOC, they were, they were aiming for this the whole time, that, that it wouldn't be the old old guard, it'd be the new people coming in, that they wouldn't have the energy to go through it all one right. by one. And they're just going to say, oh, well, it's too much. We're overwhelmed. Let's just send it back. Again, all shucks, I'm new here. I didn't do any research. Yeah. Vote for me. I know what I'm talking about. But once I'm elected, all shucks, I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. Send it back. Uh, and and that's exactly what happened. Is is I think they're going to end up sending it back. I I can't Good. imagine them. I I mean I I I'm, I'm to the point. I've 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 said this last episode. I'm to the point where I'm just like posit. Like I have zero confidence in in this crew getting it right. That uh, just leave it. Leave leave yeah. Owensville undevelopable, undevelopable. Yeah. And just take these PDs as they come. Pass the good ones, butcher the the bad ones, and just let's let's pause it. Let's try again. Wait for two years until some adults can get. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean the the, yeah. the idea the, the idea that there's a planning that we have a planning commission, and I 
I'll give them the benefit of the doubt of they didn't they don't know any better. But the idea of 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 the planning commission and now the BOC arguing density mexes on form based zoning is just such a ridiculous concept. There's form based zoning is designed not to have density mexes. Every like the density gets controlled by the form and the regulations you put on the form, right. not the cap. Right. So like you, you you're arguing the wrong thing. If you want less people, you're arguing the wrong thing. That density cap is only there because the person that you paid four hundred thousand dollars for realized that you are going to get into your own way. So he gave you something to argue about. Yep. And you're spending all your time about like these, these these units per acre that don't really mean anything. Correct. Because if you take so if you have one acre, like let's just dumb it the hell down to the very elementary level of this. You have one acre and it's in it's in the triangle in zone C D five. That one acre, Terry Adams will model you these 24 scary apartments that are going to produce 48 people yep. with 52 cars and 110 children, right? Like some bull crap like that. Yeah. Uh, like, but that's not the case because every, like that one acre needs a road that needs 60 feet of right of way, needs setbacks on all four sides, yep. needs green space, has slope restrictions. You can't build on certain slope grades, has... Uh, Parking regulations has, uh, like, you have to put the water somewhere. So you have retention ponds. Like, if you don't, you can choose to go in a tank underneath your parking lot, but that's pretty expensive, and there's a ton of rock in Tennessee, so most people just do a detention pond that takes up a lot of space. Like, on the end of the day, you're only left with, like, a quarter of an acre of buildable land. Right. And you're arguing if we should allow 24 units on that quarter acre we already have a four-story high requirement, and right. a, you, yeah. you're requiring a first-story yeah. commercial. I mean, like yeah. it's physically impossible to put 24 the, the units point, on that acre. Yes, the point you're making is like you can't, you physically cannot build. It doesn't matter what the density number is at the max, because you can't. Build when you boil it, there. you can't. Yeah, when you boil it down, the zoning ends up making that density number impossible. Right. So like there is a theoretical max of what you can build. But it's certainly not whatever that number is. What what I'm hearing you both say is is that from someone like the uh, the the agency that put this plan together, to watch us do what we're doing now is just it's like watching Clown Town USA. No, it's got to be like nails on a chalkboard. It's got to be the most it's, irritating. Yeah. Dumbest, it's the dumbest. Com- we're having the dumbest conversation. I, I just have yeah. to say over and over and over. I just and, over and I just have to say like. At, if this goes back to the PC and they have to re-vote on it and hire another firm to write it and let's see what that costs. Like the num I'm just gonna say it now, and they better just be ready for it. I am going to publicly blast the living out of every elected official for the fact that they wasted four hundred thousand dollars of taxpayer money to write it the first time and however many thousands of dollars it's gonna to cost to write it the second time. And how many months it's going to hold the town back from actually getting beneficial tax revenue because we don't have zoning that will allow the kind of stuff we really want to come into the town. But that's not like, really the case, though, because 
they pass all all developments that come across. Like, that, have you noticed I mean, that's that? fine. Yeah. The so, only thing they got the X was Enclave. I know. They're still so fine. They're still they're still gonna pass. <laughs> Not really even a development. Yeah. Yeah. They're still gonna pass some stuff. Great, but like the point is like we wasted people's money like it's not like we wasted the town's money that's people's money like we all paid for that in some realm and so like i mean to just like go up there and just say well oh we don't like we don't want this kind of density doesn't matter like we you're paid, wasting people's money we paid for that and that was a plan to keep our property taxes from going up correct and now we're gonna have to spend more money for a plan that may not prevent that from happening correct so not only we're gonna did we already pay for it? But when everyone's property taxes go up because of some other weird density thing that that some other plan has in it, yep. You can say thanks to these people. Yep. Again, accountability. When that comes back around, it's not people being bullies; it's people holding people accountable for what the decision they made were. Yeah. Hashtag facts. Yep. Let's no. take a break. I think so. I've been thinking about this. Oh, we're recording. Yeah. Yeah. You can cut it. Maybe. What? Okay. Well, that's what you say. <laughs> no, I've been thinking we should actually like. So we do breaks in the show. Yeah. But like, we should actually get like some real commercials. You want to take a GoPro to the bathroom with you? I mean, we have these like. Well, we have these natural break points because of cameras and yeah. stuff. But like, I don't know. I don't think it'd be that hard for us to find a couple businesses that are like. We could just do like a live read. I you know. No, dude, I love that. I was we were uh, we were at, It would make uh, it feel more natural in my opinion. I was at I was at me and Loretta's, me and Liz were yesterday. I, I should have done that because Wade was chatting with us for a minute. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Um we're not all bad. We're we're good. We, I, uh, you know. <laughs> but no, that would be that'd be fun to do. I, I agree. We're not that. completely rotten. Yeah, we're not terrible. We do we do try to be nice sometimes. Um all right, so that's fine. We can we can we can make this part of the episode too. Let's keep it real casual. I'll, I prefer that actually. Like that's there's a. I mean, I'm literally posting to our story as we go. I so. love it. I love it. Uh, so everyone can look back on our stories and know when we were recording this. It's, it's like a, it's eleven o'clock on a Tuesday. It is eleven fifteen. Oh, I see it back there. The I, things I do wrong. for Nolansville. I know, right? For Nolansville. For Nolansville. Um, to make it a better Nolansville. A, oh, oh for, snap. For, <laughs> I wanted to do that on camera. Uh, so <laughs> it's getting late. I don't yeah. have some beer. Uh, so we got through I mean, the zoning thing. Nothing really happened with it. I think we've kind of worked our way through the meeting. Uh, we don't have to make this last segment super long. One thing that I I do want to kind of maybe tease for people is is um, someone mentioned this earlier that you know we've heard some feedback that maybe we should try to really go out of our way to dumb things down, and that's not like an offensive way, but I do think. Even I, I try to play the role. I told someone this, this the other day. He was talking to me about this. I try to play the role of like the uninformed person and ask the questions. But even I realize I've, I I catch myself when I, especially when I like I'm editing these episodes and hear myself back. I take things for granted, thinking that everyone understands certain things. That, right. Which that it's natural. Yeah. Yeah. And so so I definitely think there's some there's some room for us to do some episodes uh, about like a basic concept of like where does the money to pay for things really come from in this town like shorts yeah. two minute shorts yeah, yeah yeah like like an explainer almost of this is where it comes from because uh, i think a lot of people hear us talking a lot about density for example and they don't see where like the number of houses and we had an episode about this a little bit we we hit on it but if someone's not listening to our whole 2 hour episode they might miss 
the little sure. salient point in the middle of all that, which is we're not saying that density gives you the revenue. It's it's density brings the commercial that brings the revenue, and that's what the the the, the type of commercial that pays for things tax wise. They look. They do look at density. They look at those things. So it's it's like a of course. It's like a it's like a. We're talking about one layer deeper than like what actually generates the money. Right. And if people aren't constantly paying attention to everything, for example, we if we're the entry point for people and all right. this stuff, they might be missing some of that. So I think we we can do some episodes like that that kind of. I think uh, yeah. I th- I think that there's a lot of misconceptions about. So we we spend all this time fighting undesirable residential units. Like all we're getting is undesirable commercial space. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, you you look at I mean, we crazy timing. We did that episode about uh, different types of businesses in town and how some are good, some are some are not so good. And like if we should allow uh, bed reviews on the four hundred one, like we like that episode. Yeah. And then the like we released it, and the very next day, no, like we rec- day, yeah. we recorded it, and the day we had planned the release, uh, Southern Eatery went out of business right and then the book nook had to move uh me and loretta's had to cancel lunch brunch hours yeah it's like well these businesses don't necessarily suck they just they're in a sucky environment for commercial space i mean you can't run a successful place out of a strip mall sounds like a marketplace to me right like it like this is how it works it doesn't matter it like to me uh and this is the area where I'm uneducated about. I've never had I've never had experience to retail. Uh, the businesses I ran were more service than retail. So like, but just with this uneducated view on how commercial space works and how like my uh, like shopping trends go, like you can have the best burger in town, and if you're in a strip mall. I'm not make I'm not like making special concessions to go there. Yeah. Like you're convenient, you're there, I'll go, but I'm not like we're not doing like dudes nights out in the strip mall. Like I mean, the, like well, I'm not wasting like the, the the that one hour a month that my wife lets me out of the house on a strip mall visit. Yeah, I think it so I think it depends on one your location, but two like how good is that burger? Because like there are, there are some burgers that have won if we're staying on the burger trend. There's some burgers that have you won. want a burger of the of the I mean, year, don't you? Yeah, sure, but <laughs> um, but like there was a burger that won the year before that is in the middle of a shopping center on Nolensville Road in Old Hickory, next to like a, a Kroger and a former uh, like Kids Are Us. Yeah, like well, the the two things. Number one, to, to kind of go back, I mentioned earlier that that we went to lunch at me and Loretta's yesterday. It was great, uh, but after that, on the way home, we full disclaimer we actually did or full disclosure we did try to stop at Itty Bitty Donuts first. As soon as I pulled in the driveway or the parking lot, I remember that they're closed on Mondays. They're closed, so we went to Cornell Brothers because again they're great. We went in there though inside of Oh My Chives. It was like maybe maybe one fifteen one thirty a little late for lunch. Yeah place was packed yeah it's always packed full and i was like man like there's so much going on right yeah we talked about them last time but like it's not impossible to succeed like there are great places that and it's not they're they're in a mixed-use development like yeah as as crappy as that mixed-use development is it is a the only mixed-use development we have it's funny how that happens isn't it right so i i guess 
I don't know. We don't have to do a whole thing on like this this topic again because we I think we hashed it to death. But like the best indicator that any business owner should ever use is the marketplace. The market never lies. Like, and that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with Nolansville because like everybody commutes into work and there's no lunch crowd or whatever. No, it's like wake up, open your eyes. That's just the marketplace. So like you either figure out how to build a business and survive in that marketplace or you don't. And like, this is what happens. But I mean, so I'm going to fight you on that a little bit. The brewery. Yeah. What about if the, if the government stay out of your way, would it be better? Yeah. hundred percent. So if the government stayed out of insert, insert burger joint, Mexican joint here and allowed more mixed use, more desirable commercial space, that made it available to people like me and Loretta's, uh, Cabo's, Tzatziki's, any like any business. Yeah, but, it's, but okay, like it's not going to change the fact though that like okay, if you open for lunch, like I, I love Wade, I love me and Loretta's, but it's like we're not going to change the fact that the lunch crowd isn't going to go pay like fifteen dollars for a burger. The lunch crowd here is willing to go to Martin's because like if you're a blue collar worker that's like building construction and doing things like that, like you go eat barbecue. For some reason, like barbecue can garner those kind of prices, but like every other food choice can't. If you're getting a burger for lunch in Nolensville, you're probably going to Sonic because that's where the lunch crowd goes in Nolensville. Not exclusively. The lunch, the lunch crowd that's here. Correct. Meaning construction the, meaning workers. workers and like contractors and things like that. That's the main lunch crowd in Nolensville. So like look at the restaurants that are busy and doing fine during lunch. That's who they're drawing. Well, that's the thing that eats me up about like the – like. Ooh, nice pun. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the uh, you built you built some suburban neighborhoods, suburbs. You build these these subdivisions. There's nothing you 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 live there, and that's it. You do yeah. anything else there. So of course, and this is not this is again this is super basic. But again, I'm trying to think of people who aren't as far into the conversation as we have gotten. Sure. With this, you you only can live there. So you want to eat. Of course, there's strip malls that pop up because those strip malls are the perfect solution for those other things for people who live in subdivisions. Yep. Because it's nothing but stores of, of smaller size, restaurants, knickknack shops, whatever. Uh, so, of course, that happens. The thing that, you know, again, to kind of go all the way back to the beginning of this episode, uh, Larry Feltz, who was responsible for the strip malls that are all up and down Nolensville Road saying this all works. This is all working the way it is. Of course it's working if you think that that's what this town should be, but it also generates, there's no, there's no arguing. The, I said this in a post too. It's not mean to someone when the facts say they're wrong to tell them they're wrong. That actually could be helping them. It could be the first step in them becoming more enlightened and more understanding of something and saying... It's an intervention. The facts yeah. do not support your position. Here's what the facts say. The facts say that strip malls generate road traffic more than other types of developments do. There is no arguing that. That's the truth. So if you like that, yes, this is working great. If you like traffic, my problem is people who are against mixed use or other kinds of developments are are almost this like dictator type mentality of saying 
I know I've got I've got I've got what I want. I like the strip malls. I like where I live and I like going to strip malls for my stuff. You, sir or madam, who want something different, you cannot have anything different. The only thing we can have here is what I like and what we already have. Um, there is a Hardee's being built, correct me if I'm wrong, that is drive-through only. Right. And you know what? It's gonna crush it. Yeah. It's literally going to do better than probably most of the businesses great. in town. But if you don't like That's why they're building it. There was a time uh, there was a time many maybe one of the first online conversations I had with someone about that, and it was from someone uh that is familiar to all of us in the online world, an older lady um who found out the Hardee's was being built and was like, Why is there a Hardee's being built there? And I said, Because it's zoned for that and they didn't have to get any I mean it was they had the right to build that there yeah vested rights yeah hit the zoning it's there and she was like well yeah well I don't like that why couldn't they have built a nicer restaurant there <laughs> why couldn't they have put the Hardee's why couldn't they get Chick-fil-A in there yeah and I said well what would you prefer would you prefer a standalone Hardee's like that or would you have liked that Hardee's to be like and I had a there was a picture of like a Hardee's that had been built in like a mixed use development with like mm-hmm. some apartments on top. It looked nicer on the outside. It was you had to walk in to get there and stuff. And she's like, Well, I don't like that either. I don't want that. I'm like, okay, great. But tell me of those two, which one you would prefer? Would you like the the the, the drive-through freestanding Hardee's fast food restaurant you know already? Or the right. other one? She's like, Well, obviously I like the other one better. But I don't like that either. I want this third option. I said, well, here's the thing. Like, pre- there is no third option. There isn't. There, right. The there third is option is leaving. Her third option was leaving it alone the way it was. Right. Empty land. Okay, great. Again, it's this whole growth conversation. Take take the not doing anything out of the, con- the consideration and take the idea that we already have a, a dozen strip mall stores, yep. uh, dozens of strip malls, more than that. Uh, around this town, we've already tried that. And you, if if you are saying, don't change the zoning right now, you were saying, I love the traffic we have right now. I love the way things are right now. Don't change anything. I don't, I just do, does not compute for me how people argue against trying something different. Right. Yeah. I. How is the solution, how is the solution to what we have right now doing more of the same? That's I, my question. I take this very like unemotional approach to like how land gets developed and and maybe that's not a good thing but like i certainly want like really good quality locally run businesses i think that there should be room for some like regionally attractive businesses too like i'm thinking of like you know like jenny's and stuff like that you know um but i guess in my book it's like i'm i'm fine with a fast food restaurant because at the end of the day like i want the highest and best use for every parcel of land sure because so i just think for, that, that you're going for a revenue per acre yeah right. so so like what what is it if they can come in and they don't have to like get zoning changes or anything like that like i i don't know like i'm willing to trust that hardy's is not willing to spend a single dollar to develop a store Unless they have done so much freaking research. And, like, those companies are smart. Right. Like, they have, like, modeling that's, like... Terry Adams. That makes Terry Adams, like, yeah, looks like he's in first grade. There's so much multiplication in that. Correct. But, like, I mean, like, they they will never put a shovel in the ground or drop a dollar on constructing a new store unless they know almost, like, to a guaranteed level 
that it's going to produce a certain oh, yeah. amount I mean, of revenue. There, I mean, it, there is, it is a guarantee. They're putting up money on it. That means all traffic counts and right. and regional <clears throat> leakage. And and they, and and they that, yeah, yeah, it's the traffic counts, but they also like look at the demographics and like the lunch hour traffic counts. Yeah. Who are the type of customers who are probably here during lunch hour? And to me, it just... And they made a decision like, hey, dining room is going to be a waste. Right. Do a drive-thru only. Right. Like, like nobody that eats at Hardee's wants to sit at Hardee's. I, I, I think not to like circle back on the point, but... I, I just have a really hard time like saying that like the government should be in the business of picking winners and losers. We should just be setting the foundation for like there to be as much winning that can yeah. take place. But the government's never going to change the market demographics except if they were to do one key thing, which is to create zoning and start actually trying to court and attract certain types of businesses right. to Nolensville. And I mean... I don't know if we've mentioned his name on here. Mike Walker used to be the the town manager in Brentwood, and he's done some advising to Nolansville and has given us some of these suggestions before. But like the big thing that Brentwood did, if you look at their strip malls, they have tons of shopping and tons of commercial. But if you go to lunch in Brentwood, it's full of workers, like people who are at their job. It's not full of like soccer moms and like people who are home and like, you know empty nesters yeah just like folks. i'm going out to the knickknack shops for the afternoon and so right i'm gonna go get some chicken salad at like whatever you know store like almost exclusively like anything off franklin road is full of people who work off maryland way and that's like thousands of employees Mar- maryland farms same is, thing in franklin too yeah like anywhere in like McEwen that, and cool that, springs there's businesses that's the whole concept with huge of cool, offices there. that's the whole concept of cool springs so you yeah. create enough you create enough of a workforce to be able to subsidize uh, a a entire commercial district because cool springs although it is in franklin some of it is in brentwood cool springs is like their commercial district right but and, see, like what it builds is this like it's a it's a three prong concept. So it's live, work, play, right? So if it, the concept is that you live in Franklin, and you and I know a lot of people like this. You probably do too. Like I live in Franklin, I work fifteen minutes from my house in Franklin, and then I spend all my time playing in Franklin. I go to the mall. My kids play sports here. They go to high school or whatever. Like. You spend all of your time in one community, and guess what? That community soaks up all of your tax dollars. Yeah, yeah it's called leakage. Yeah. Well, well, so what to kind of talk about the Hardys thing? What I the the great thing about that location for them is that again, you know, they researched it. So the it's the southern border bleeding from Davidson County, bleeding down into Williamson County. Yeah. So that whole Concord Road area where like they built the Aldi and all the rest strip malls, the restaurants that are, there's a couple that are attached to that. That whole lunch crowd will, will come just a little further down the same way they go to like the, there's the Tito's and there's stuff that's right, in that right. stuff. It's a little harder to find that stuff. But anyway, having a drive through Hardee's is going to be so attractive to them. But just imagine for me, if you will, for a moment, the idea that like five years down the road from now, we haven't changed anything about our zoning and we still have what we have now. And there's even more strip malls here. And people like me that I work from home. Um, and so I do venture out. I never leave Nolensville for lunch. I, I always eat lunch here. You're a unicorn. Yeah. Uh, but I imagine people who are in the same situation as me or even people who maybe maybe do the same thing, but for dinner time, uh, heading out and your options are which strip mall do I go to and 
this whole crowd from Davidson County has started to drift down and take up all the parking spaces. <laughs> so you Ooh, the you, precious parking space. You drive you drive fifteen minutes to get two miles north from where you live to get to a strip mall for the restaurant you want. And you get there and there's no parking because everyone from Davidson County is now coming here. Yep. And so then you go back on the road that you just went on and you created the traffic that you hate. You're not you're not just hating the traffic. You are the traffic. Yep. Uh, you created the traffic, and now you're doing you're creating more traffic because you couldn't you couldn't go to the place you wanted to go. So you're going you're just drifting around somewhere else, creating more traffic. Like again, if 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 you hate the way traffic is now, right? Just imagine if if we just get more strip malls, right? We just keep doing that. Yeah. Well, and Mike, you said the word earlier, leakage. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, if you look at these other cities that don't have as much leakage, like they don't have as many dollars that are just going outside their boundaries because you can't get that thing what was within like, the boundaries. 2016, Nolensville, in 2016 or 18, had $1.3 billion of yeah. leakage. Yeah, like it's a crazy number. It's, it's wow. Like, how much is being spent outside of our borders because you just, well, you can't, have nowhere to spend those dollars in Nolensville. Right. But I, I think like, we need leadership. We need people involved that start to view the fact that we don't have live, work, play at hand. Like we, the, 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 like the, the, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like the calculation doesn't work. Like the solution we have for this problem doesn't work because we're missing a key component of it. So like we have live and we have play. We don't have work. We but, have people that work remotely, but like not in like mass droves. Most of the people that live here work somewhere else, and so like they're gone. Yeah, I don't know if we have play, but uh, I'm bummed because in true Nolensville's fashion, we like middle ground that whole thing. Like our NIMBYs can't keep del- development out of their backyards. Like every development, like Westmoreland, uh, good old Southernland, Southern like. That's a winner. But, like, our NIMBYs can't NIMBY. Like, our NIMBYs suck at NIMBYing. Yeah. And, like, our pro-growth people suck at getting good growth. Right. Like, as much as I I like Darcy, as much as I like the, the revenue of Publix, those are pretty, like, I, like, it's a grocery store. Right. Like, that's like nobody's coming here from Franklin to come visit Darcy. They want to see. They want to come to our Kroger versus their Kroger. Right. I mean, I'm sure that Triune's Triune is gonna come come out here. Arrington, East Brentwood. Right. A little bit of smirk. But it's like like nobody's doing like girls' nights at right. Darcy from Franklin. Right. Like, so. No, you're right. Like we don't have like the play in the adult sense. Right. And then so, but like so, our NIMBYs cannot NIMBY. Our pro growth cannot pro growth, and we just end up in this like vicious. It's like when things like this come up, I always I always think about like the NBA hell. Like <laughs> you're like we're going thirty for fifty two every year. Yeah. Like we're not when we don't suck enough to get a good draft pick, but we never make the playoffs. We're, we're just like in that middle ground. It's like that's where we are. For we're like a small years. market team. Yeah. Like, like we're like at Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you call that out though, again. It's amazing. 
the the I did that. I called it a nightmare, and I got booed because again, Boo. the, <laughs> the pearl clutching. It's yeah. that's what it is. It's it's because you don't love Nolan's. I don't. Daniel. No, how dare I? We, we I don't respect any work that anybody yeah. ever. Did. But like, think about this. If if you hate growth. You suck at your job in Nolansville. We have nothing but growth. Right. If you hate insolvent neighborhoods, you suck at your job. We have nothing but insolvent neighborhoods. Yeah. yeah. So it's like both. Like it, it, it's it's to the point where like be a better NIMBY, be a better pro growth advocate because yeah. whatever 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 you're doing is not working. No, and, I I think the problem is like everybody who comes in. Um, there, there's way too many emotions involved in our government currently I know, by, by elected officials. Like, so everyone gets voted in on emotional votes of like, well, I don't want the town to look different or like, look at like, yeah. just listen to the language that gets thrown out. Like, I don't want it to feel different. And it's like, what does any of that have to do with money and how things develop? Like, yes, certainly. Like, I'm not saying like the aesthetics don't matter and stuff like that, but like at the end of the day, all that matters is whether or not this town can actually function or not. And and frankly, like, it's functioning now to an extent. But, like, is it functioning efficiently? It's questionable. And where do we end up in, in the future? We haven't fire tested it yet. So the people, no, that, I, the, the, the people, so the people that ended up, so the, 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 the top of NEGS, NIMBYs Against Growth. I'm going to say it every time. It's <laughs> so good. So NIMBYs, NIMBYs Against Growth that eventually decided that good was good enough are going to end up subsidizing it in the future. Sure. Like your taxes are going to go up because good is going to build here. Right. That like you look at the numbers, it's a net loser over the long term. Yep. Well, we talked And you still got the neighborhood in your backyard. Yeah. We talked about this before, but you know, I, I mentioned it's a, it's a it's a as someone who works in marketing, I count on this being true and it is true. People make decisions based on emotions, and yep. they will look for data to back up the decision they already made. That's what's happening here. It's just people people feel a certain way about it. Sometimes it's racist. Sometimes it's classist. Sometimes it's elitist, whatever you want to call it. Sometimes it's just uninformed fear. It could be anything. I'm not saying everyone who's against growth or against this is a racist. I'm not saying that. Yep. Some people are, though. Um but they feel a certain way and then they look for data to back it up. And when you when you feel a certain way and then look for data to back it up, you end up doing things like making a Facebook post where you calculate density differently for two different neighborhoods based on how you feel about them, right. not on the same math. Yep. After you spent a bunch of time patting yourself on the back in front of the town about how you created a spreadsheet that calculates all this stuff, but then when it comes time to show somebody who is uneducated what that means, you won't be honest about what that actually means. Yep. Um, and so that's what's happening. Stop using your emotions as your main factor for decision making and actually use data. And I think, and the, 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 I think people will disagree with that because on a surface it's cold. Yeah. But it's not because if, if you use data to make good decisions, you're doing so for the betterment of a whole instead of one right you're trying to make the town better for everyone except or instead of making the town better for you specifically and that's the kind of board we need if this is a board on wall street they would only make decisions based on data and they would ignore all of the noise out in the public marketplace right yep otherwise they'd be out of a job yep take a break and we'll, we'll do it i was talking to somebody at work uh like a couple of weeks back 
and I was trying to explain the process of the, the insider to them. Uh, and like 10 minutes into the convo, they're like, you're an immigrant, right? I'm like, yeah. And you use writing as your mode of like changing the town over. I'm like, well, now that you mentioned that, that is kind of <laughs> up. <laughs> Go ahead and write that down because we recorded that. I'm gonna. Oh come on, no, not yet. You know, I really want to send. I might actually do it this week. I'll just, I'm just gonna send a blank spreadsheet to all the commissioners. Like use this one. Just as a troll, <laughs> like yeah, like hey guys, I got uh, something for, to help you guys calculate density going forward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just blank. Or just or just like a, like a like a screenshot of a business card for Brian right from TPDC. <laughs> it's like hey guys, if, anytime we have a density dispute, yeah. just. Reference this. Yeah. I found a guy. Plug, I this found number, a guy. plug this number into your phone. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, 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 I guess we're recording again. We'll just keep, keep this whole thing going. Is there anything we just said that you don't want me to put in the show? No? Not at all. No. Okay. We're good. Mm. okay. No, I'm good. Okay. Good. Let me see easier for me. Is there anything I've said that I should, no, I, mean, I, I should no, want you to put in the show? You, know, <laughs> you, just, you, you did go after children earlier. Did so the, the hot takes yeah. the hot takes of the of this entire episode can be boiled down to a few hashtags. Uh hot pocket takes. Yes, hot pocket takes. Uh NIMBYs can our NIMBYs are not NIMBY enough or not are not good NIMBYs. Yeah. Uh and Chris hates children's children. baseball. Or yeah, children in general. Yeah. Chris just hates kids. No, yeah. Any, I'm never gonna look at Chris that hates down. anybody under six feet tall. Yeah, it's true. Fair. I'm a, I'm he did tell me to, to to get taller when he was trying to adjust my mic. He told me to get taller. Yeah, which I took very great offense. To. I see. I, it's kind of unfortunate. We did put Chris, the tallest person in our group, in the highest chair, the highest chair. Yeah. and closest to the camera edge, which makes you look even bigger because the way the lens works. Uh, so no, we we said, look, you base decisions on on, and I think the reason why that sounds cold and like we said, base decisions on uh, facts, not not feelings. Uh, that's not, we're not saying that's the way to live your life as a human being all the time. Like, you know, like I, I wasn't like, a, you know, I'm not like a Big Bang Theory cast member, like right. studying data on when I figured out whether or not I was going to, you know, propose to my wife or whatever. Like, I'm not saying like live your life that way. And I think that's why sometimes when people say that kind of stuff, it feels very cold. Uh, cold, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, But when it comes to like running a, a business or running a government for a large number of people who have to in some way benefit from this. Because at the end of the day, we've talked about this before, government's job is to provide services to the citizens, uh, you know, maintain obviously like basic services that every citizen expects, uh, roadways, uh, you know, I know that we don't quite have it yet, but like, you know, sewers and, you know, water service, electricity in, in the same way that, you know, we, uh, we get some of those services from other places or whatever. But, that is the government's job is to provide some of those services uh, to citizens because there's no one better to do it. Uh, and so when making those decisions, you, you probably should make those decisions based yep. on, on data. Uh, you can't, you can't build roads by summoning money out of nowhere. You have to pay for those roads. So you have to get the money from somewhere. Um, where does the money come from? Uh, and every, uh, Every neighborhood that gets built, there are roads in those neighborhoods. So those neighborhoods, you know, and, and those those neighborhoods affect the roads they connect to, which are what impact fees are supposed to cover. But we've already talked about how they don't actually cover uh, that stuff over time. They, it's I, a, yeah, it's I, just... I think to go back to something you said earlier, like 
the the whole marketing principle, right? Of like playing to people's emotions and then like using data to try to justify what you've already emotionally decided on. I think that's honestly what's at the core of what I struggle with, with a lot of our leadership here in town is I look at them coming in and voting on things with this like, uh, just pre kind of meditated thought process of like what they want. And that's so emotionally driven. You can just hear it in the way that they describe it and who they're listening to and who they're they're advocating for. But then they try to twist the data to somehow like make what they feel work. And I mean, this is honestly, this is why I love data is because like you can't, you can't make data work the other way. Right. Data says what it says. Right. So, um, in, in this case, it's like you can't make the data uh, say that mixed juice doesn't work. You Like, it just doesn't. It it doesn't say that. It says it does. And, like, there's study after study after study that shows that, like, what they are advocating for doesn't work. It doesn't matter how much you feel like it's better for the town. And, I mean, look, like, at the end of the day, like, do I want to live in an apartment again? No. Like I just did it right, <laughs> like yeah. a year and a half ago. And the illegal you know? part, man. Yeah, sure. Mm. And a legal one. I, I did both. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, like, was it glorious? No. Like, am I saying that like, you know, that's like what I want to go back to and personally? No. But like, I'm not going to somehow like, like throw that opinion on like a bunch of other people and say, well, we shouldn't have that because people don't ever need it. Right. Right. Well, so, so I do want to point out though, because what you said is absolutely correct. You can't make data say the other thing. But what you can do and what I've seen done is 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 what happens. The, the perfect example is the school overcrowding discussion. Yeah. Is you can take half the data yeah. and, and point out what that means without looking at the other half. Right. So you can make that data work for your, your purposes if you if you don't want to tell the whole truth. You can say, look at the negative impact this thing is going to have by looking at this half of it. Yep. And, and the context always has to be, well, that same negative impact might be the same or worse if you do the other thing you're suggesting. Right. Or would it happen no matter what you do? Or is it not Is it not all the data there is to look at? Right. Uh, and so, because I could just hear someone taking what you just said, which I 100% agree with, and then saying, well, look, that's right. But look at the data I found about how Darcy is... Uh, uh, 22 units per acre and how terrible 22 units per acre is for, for traffic. And it's like, well, here are all the other reasons why that's not actually like true. Like, like, so like the data, the data 100%, if you're looking at apples to apples data, can't tell you, can't hundred percent. And like, I don't think anyone is going to argue that in the short term, like, cause we have to talk about like, Short term, long term, there there are all these different factors at play. Thank you. If you build mixed use in the short term, yeah, like roads are not like it's not going to like be like this equal thing where it's like you like a developer comes in and builds this huge like mixed use development and then bam, like the day that it's done, the roads are done too. It doesn't work that it just doesn't work that way. And anyone that tells you differently, uh, thank you. You got it. Um, (laughs) is is like crazy like that just that isn't how it works so 
there there's always going to be some lag that occurs but the point is like building a okay good all because we've already talked about it building a single family residential development like good all boo only <laughs> only brings people with minimal infrastructure investment and doesn't ever provide the funding long term to actually fix the thing that it the fix the problem that it at either adds to or creates. Yeah. And like we've already played this out where you build a crap load of single family residential developments, none of them actually paid to like build out any sort of infrastructure to handle the people and proof long, of concept and, and long term yeah. also do do not pay to build out any of that infrastructure. Right. So it's like the one-time fees didn't go to build it out and the long-term fees don't go. So what do you do? You mentioned a really interesting word that I had not, that, that I've, I've, every time I've edited the podcast and listened to all of us talk about this, I've thought about this and I always forget to bring it up on the show. I'm so glad you said the word lag because I, I hope people recognize that government moves at a snail's pace, yeah. both in action but also in consequence. So, like, for example, what we're seeing now, probably in just in general in town, whatever you kind of observe in the town, is the consequence of what happened at least two or three years ago. Yep. At least. And that's going to be true, you know, always, you right. know, kind of, kind of like going forward. And and so, f for example, to be fair, it's not Jessica Salamita or Kate Cortner's fault. The traffic we have right now, they're particular. They didn't vote something in this last week that now we're all like dealing with. That's not how it works. Right. Um, we are dealing with the the decisions that were made. At, like I said, at least two or three years ago. Right now, and we won't know the consequences of what the decisions they make are until probably two or three years from now at least. But what you have to do is look at similar lines of thought, similar platforms, similar supporters, whatever you want to do. And that lag time is something that I think a lot of voters or citizens don't fully appreciate in a way that that allows them to be clear-headed about what is happening in the town. Uh, that's kind of interesting though because the lag is there. There is also a lag, and I'm trying to. I'm trying to come up with a way to explain this. It makes sense in my head. I'm trying to get it out. Uh, so there, there's that lag provides you the, a very small window of opportunity that we're about to close that opportunity. Uh, if you if you look at it, so. I'm just going to go down the list to make this make sense. Victor Lay, town manager, by far perceived as the next granddaddy of the of of the of the next generation of town managers, right? So yeah. Mike Walker is the like the renowned uh guy. He's already retired. He's got a, he's he has a consulting firm, but he's he's kind of the gold standard of what town managers should do in Middle Tennessee. Victor Lay is that next guy. Uh, he took the Nolensville job on the uh, on the potential that Nolensville had. Uh, Roddy Parker, this is the assistant sheriff that took a small town job on the potential of what Nolensville might be. Yep. 
David Windrow, assistant chief of the Brentwood Fire Department, took this job on a potential of what Nolensville could become. You have somebody like Christina, right? The, she's, she's our finance director. Yep. She took that job because it was a great... It, the, these jobs don't pay as well as other municipalities. Like, Christina could have made... This, she won two state awards for exceptional budgets. She could have took a jobs in Brentwood and Franklin where they pay more. She took this job, and I can guarantee you it's because of the potential that she, of what Nolensville is or could be. And you can go down the list of all these employees, of all these developers mm -hmm. that are trying to get in here on the potential. If you keep screwing this up, you're going to close that window, that lag, right? Yeah. So you have, you're in that lag area of like, you have that buffer of like, we changed the charter, uh, people saw a lot of potential, and for the next two or three years, they're pushing their chips into the middle of the table. Like, okay, I'll, I'll bet on this potential. Yeah. And if you don't capitalize on it, you're going to end up with the same crap that you had before. You're going to end up with a town manager that gets sued over sexual harassment. You're going to end up with a police chief that has to leave because of the same exact lawsuit. You're going to end up with somebody moonlighting as a public works director that's also a cop, that's also picking up chicks at a Sonics. Like, like you're going to end up back there if you don't capitalize on it. it that, that leg works both ways. Right. Like you have the that good, the goodwill, the good stuff. Right, the good yeah. stuff. You you do have that lag of like, it takes a while for people to realize that it kind of is going nowhere. Yeah. Yep. No, and I I think that there are a lot of unintended consequences. We've never talked about this before. That's my triggering term. Uh, <laughs> but no, there's a they're seeing two new commissioners like take their seats, their first meeting. Um. There are a lot of unintended consequences that come with a board being stacked the way it is with a political ideology that they have locally, at least. Right. And I don't think that uh, we know that everyone at Town Hall is safe, meaning like, I don't, I don't think anyone's going to fire them, but like, right. what if they don't want to stay? Like, what if they well, read that's the... That's a very real... Like, that, that's I a mean, super real possibility. Like, you, what if they read the writing on the wall and they're like, oh, none of these people want, like, this town to progress forward. They're going to just hold, like, hold it where it is. Like, we don't want to work in that. Like, people want to work for an organization that's, like, growing and, like, yeah, moving exactly, forward. Exactly. 100%. And frankly, like, if I was on the staff at Town Hall... The reason I would want it to grow forward is because, one, they're all overworked as it is. The only way that they get more funds to be able to grow their departments it's is if growth. the town grows. Yeah. And Ima so imagine if, working for a company and your CEO, your board, your, your board of directors said, stop growing. Yeah. We, we don't want to get bigger. Stop making all this money. Yeah, it's, like, imagine working for a company like that. absolutely crazy. That, that is what our town staff is working for. Correct. Uh, uh, a, quote, unquote, a mandate. To pause and not wow. build and not make more money and like make this country feel that has been proven over and over and over and over again that it loses your money. Correct. No, like the reason why, sorry, Danta. You're good. You're the, good. Re the reason why Chicago and New York and LA has these high taxes is because they they have done this sprawl for a lot longer than Nashville has. They've like the the suburbs in Chicago are are nearing a hundred years in age. Yeah. And they're going bankrupt and they have to keep raising taxes because these old suburbs had this life cycle that has 
passed over four different times. And every time this life cycle ends, which is about every 20 years, they have to spike up taxes. So it's not these blue politics, even though my politics are not blue, but like it's not these blue politics of these of these people that are conning the system. It's the freaking sprawl that keeps bankrupting the new residents that keep moving in there. Like it's a proven fact. Look at the freaking data. It's the way that they developed. It's exactly the way they developed. If you if, if you if you look at uh, revenue per acre, the, the, there there's examples over examples of like this mom and pop shop, co- coffee or pizza delivery place that's like on on, on like point zero two of an acre, yeah. And they're selling so much pizza, they're outperforming a Walmart because Walmart had to sprawl out and had to meet all these regulations, meet all these parking regulations, detention ponds, setbacks. Like what have you? Like you, you, you devalued that land so much that they're not as profitable as like Matt's pizza delivery right. in the middle of town. Yeah. So I actually think it's worse though than what you guys are saying, which is like imagine working for a, a company that said that. What I actually think it's more like is saying, look, um, we're going to continue to grow. This is something that like I relate to, like very vague, like ancillary to this but kind of the same because uh, I work for a company that has franchises yeah. um, it'd be like them coming to me and saying uh, hey look we're going to keep adding franchises and we are going to keep growing but also and we want you to support all of these franchisees from the marketing side which is what I do we want you to keep supporting all of them the same way you've done for these, these smaller group but we're not going to give you any more money Yep. You are going to grow, but we're not going to give you the budget. To You're not going to have, re- yeah. you have no resources. That's actually what it is. It's yeah. not, it's not, we want you to stop growing. It's no, we're going to keep growing. We're right. going to, we're going to keep being quote unquote successful, but we want you to keep doing what you've already done, but we're going to give you actually per capita less resources to do yeah, I mean, the same thing. Look, look, and everyone's going to be mad at you if you don't do look your at job. What just happened at the meeting. Like you have like a baller ass plant like town planner like so experienced yeah i mean right? he came from anaheim right and right. what's and what's he saying i don't have time my yeah. team it's not has, even time i don't, even, have, like I don't have the capability like yeah. we don't have time. What, what you are wanting us to do we can't do it we don't have the time we don't have the resources to to carry out what you're instructing us to do because we have all this other work to do mm-hmm. and like i think everybody at town hall knows it's inevitable no one's going to grow one one way or the other it's going to grow right but like they also i think whether or not you want to say they've drank the kool-aid like they believe because they've worked in places where they've seen smart growth where they've seen growth that actually like pans out and pays for itself right they they know that like if we grow a certain way and what what that means for their jobs and their departments means like more normal work-life balance yeah more normal hours, more workload, mm-hmm. like it all, it's just a benefit. And like, why, why wouldn't they want that? You yeah. know? Yeah. So the unintended consequences though are like, okay, so they're going to start pushing this agenda out there. And all of a sudden, like these people are going to read the writing on the wall and I'm not making this up. We saw it when better Nolensville, like pushed the charter change through right. town staff, all those people who worked for Boma were like, peace. I mean- I'm. I was making F break. I was I'm breaking news uh, resignation posts like yeah. w- once or twice a month. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think it's any different. Like we have a town staff that's full of people who believed 
in the vision of what on the, the potential former, on the potential of what Nolansville could be, and they were sold that they were hired based they t- on they took pay cuts and correct and they they were they were willing to sign up for the leg correct to realize that potential because I think I, I you know it's no fault of Victor's I think Victor was able to sell them on the fact that like look like this is where the town's headed I think everyone's on board and I think what you've seen the last like few years and certainly through the selection is a bunch of people saying no we're not on board with that and it's gonna have a huge detriment like yeah, it's gotta look, it's gotta look it's at where town happen. staff was under Boma yeah and just imagine what we could go back to because right. th- that's the kind of talent that you can hire when nobody wants to work in your freaking town two things have to suck two uh w- one of them being imagine being somebody like like victor or or uh or uh brent and you know the answers and you're presenting the answers v- in a very adequate way you have an expert that you paid almost half a million dollars for to like reinforce what you, you what you believe is true, not not even what like what the data supports so you have half a million dollars worth of experts two town seasoned staff members are telling you the right answers and it all boils down to feelings right like how does this person feel how does this person feel that's got to be maddening the other thing too is that this week and then to kind of drive the point across if if, if you don't think Nonesville has a money problem we all live in million dollar subdivisions like money rains down on the single family growth here our fire department just put up a double wide on yeah. cinder blocks <laughs> on, on 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 land that they don't even own right on borrowed land they put up a double wide on cinder blocks yeah so like it's almost like riddle me this like how can you tell me that everything's fine and then we have to put firefighters in trailer homes and a, and our mayor our new mayor haley rumor is at the christmas party for the town told the chief of the fire department's wife that she thought it looked ugly it does look ugly but it's the best we can do right now i but the point is like just how can how can and then meanwhile I'm how dra- can the person who won't vote to provide the funds to the department to actually build something that's like good and like whatever, like to actually like fund them and give them the resources to do what they need to it's do. Like, it's like this Michael, is proving the point. It's like Michael Scott in the first season of The Office when he brought the iPod to the Dirty Santa party yeah. and, and he, but he, when he set a dollar limit <laughs> right. on the party and then complained about how crappy everyone else's yeah, gifts yeah. were. Exactly. It's like you set the limit, my man. Yeah, it's like you you, you voted to not fund the fire department. Like go build a department, but it's not even that. You're voting for crappy. You you're voting for crappy development that won't pay. Correct. Like this is uh, what happens. You get a double wide. Yeah, you get a double wide on like it's not even that. It's like I was I was actually like I took a few pictures of it and like obviously I'm in real estate, so I have friends that are in real estate, and I was like emailing every or texting all my buddies in real estate like look at this like have you ever seen somebody (laughs) forego site prepping meaning leveling the site. And putting just putting it up on stilts. Eight, eight cinder blocks it's like, high. Hey, Larry, like, forget the bobcat and gravel. Just go get a pellet of cinder blocks from Home Depot, and then we'll level we'll level this thing out. Don't worry about it. Like that's that's basically what happened here. And it, like I and like there there is an aspect of it where my heart was aching because there was there was two posts that I've seen on a four hundred one, probably more by now, but there's two posts that called it out. 
And it's th- that's not that's not Chief Wendell's fault. That is not town staff's fault. That's nobody's fault other than the fact that we are such an insolvent town, an sure. insolvent town that we're forced to do this. We're forced to wait on buying up land. We're forced to wait on 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 uh, constructing old like constructing new uh, a new firehouse. We're forced to uh, lease land from the from the county. We're forced into a double white trailer because the crap we've been doing isn't freaking working. And I'm just going to hammer the nail in the coffin on this one because it has to be said. That is what happened to the fire department that we voted two or three years ago to raise taxes to fully fund. Right. Like yeah, we we raised taxes to fully fund. We literally we have a raised. Apart. We doubled our tax rate double wide. for a double wide. Oh, for a double wide. Close it. Close There's it down, Daniel. Take. Yeah, there it is. All right, that's hot it. pocket. It's a hot pocket take. So <laughs> hot pocket take right there. Uh, thanks for watching, Small Town Charm. This has been a good one, uh, and uh, we'll see you next time with some new stuff. Who knows what's going to happen between now and then? But thank you for watching and listening. We'll see you next time.